0: Hi, everyone, it's Michelle Lightworker here. I'm really excited today. I have a wonderful and and very energetic guest that I connect with on a very high vibration with, Scotty Z. And Scotty Z has been on the front cover of Lightworker Advocate magazine in 2016. He's actually shared his journey of how he's committed to his spiritual path. And now he's conducting amazing adventures across the globe to encourage people to do the same thing, to find their love within, to connect with their spirit, And to help them to soar to the heights that they're here for. So welcome, Scotty Z.
1: Thank you, Michelle. Thank you so much. Interesting, that's a very beautiful introduction. And the fact that we were just having a conversation about the introduction, that came out very beautifully. And the words that you use is exactly what I feel is my purpose on this planet, is to be the height of ecstasy, to be love in this manifestation and to inspire to light the little flame the flame of other people's inspiration to also live in love uh, I feel that right now everything that's happening in our world is all perfect for us to be love you know we're at yeah. we're at the age of enlightenment for a reason this age of Pisces this age of duality is is uh here and it's coming to a real precipice that we are bursting through that duality and moving back into unity back into the age of Aquarius into love to be one with the dull once more. So. It's been a great journey and it continues for all of us.
0: Yeah, I I love that. And I I so resonate with that. You know, there's not a lot of people that can hold that vision um, amidst all the chaos. And I really gravitate and I really resonate with those people that during the chaos, they're able to hold firm and really hold firm to love and unity because that is the time that it's really required in, insofar as a leadership level. And it's not about denying the chaos, is it? It's not, not about denying the separation. It's not about denying the duality. Sure, it's there. We see it. Sure, it's being played out. But it's about being able to say, that's cool. It's all cool right now. That is exactly how it's meant to be playing out. Um, and how I can feed that to lift is to really sit in that pocket of love and non-judgment, isn't it?
1: Mm. Yeah. Absolutely.
0: It's really a beautiful resonant.
1: time to be alive.
0: It is really. I, I feel like, you know, like I know that it's probably when this airs, like it'll be around about February, 2017. What we've been through recently has been in interesting um, in so far as the, pre- the US election and, and the backlash of what's of, of Donald Trump getting in now And when I originally heard you share on your live feed about uh, voting with love, it really resonated with me because sometimes really in the political climate, whatever political climate we're in, sometimes we really feel, I don't want to vote. I don't want to put my energy towards that person or that person. I don't even like the candidates here. What what am I doing? And I think the younger generation especially think that as well, don't they? And I think if you can go in with a sense of a higher vibrational frequency of I feel guided or what have you at this point in time to support this person and I'm going to choose to do that from a place of love... Perhaps I don't agree with everything they're offering right now. Perhaps I don't agree with every policy. I don't agree with their their past or their history. But for whatever reason, I'm called to back this person and then allow the process to unfold for them as a leader and also for the country's consciousness insofar as what transpires after they're chosen. I think it's really important to go in with that sense of love and unity and faith that it's all in perfect order for the collective whole,
1: yes? Yeah, I agree with you, I agree with you. The, poli- the political scene that we're in at the moment is very fascinating for me. I-, I believe that, being that it is November now, and as you say, we just finished the elections in America, and I say we just finished the elections because it was a global election, you know? Totally. And to me, this was not about Hillary Clinton versus Donald Trump. It wasn't about the red versus the blue. This was about love and fear. And that was yeah. it, and the world watched it. I have friends in, in Europe that I speak to regularly, and in Europe, there is a lot of fear right now. And there is a lot of love right now. In Australia, there is a lot of fear right now, but there's a lot of love right now. And to me, this is a beautiful example of how we get to choose each moment, what it is that we focus on. And we know where we focus is where we go. That, that, that solo tree on the middle of nowhere road that everyone keeps running into, you know, that mm. target fixation where you are driving, and then all of a sudden you hit this one bloody light pole, this one tree in the middle of nowhere because you're focused on it. This is what we're at now. We've got this beautiful world in front of us, beautiful world. We've got more love consciousness beaming through than ever before, moving out of that age of, of fear, what the in, in the yoga tradition we call Kali Yuga. Kali Yuga is the destroyer, the destruction, the one tearing off heads and ripping off heads. We're moving from Kali Yuga into Sat Yuga, into the golden age. Uh, in the, the more Western tradition, we're moving from Pisces, which is the two fish swimming against each other. The duality, you know, like the, the, the um, yin yang, yeah? The two fish swimming against each other, the polarities. And we're moving into Aquarius, which is the water bearer, the water that the fish live in, the unity, the dao. That's where we're moving to. And it's such a beautiful place right now because we know, okay, when we move from one to the other, we have to let go of one to move into the other. So what I, Am I still going? Uh, beautiful. Sorry, I got a lost phone call you, coming. Yes,
0: um, yeah, just lost it for a sec. But that's
1: cool. Somebody tried to call me, so I hung up on him quickly. But that's okay. I'm still here. Um, oh, we're moving. Well we're done, letting go of... Just- that was quick. It doesn't matter. Um, we're moving from one into the other. And so we're letting go of fear. And that's what I think a lot of what I see is what I think, I feel, and I, and I understand. <laughs> A lot of what's happening around this U.S. election is we're letting go. We're letting go of this worry and this doubt and this fear. And there's people that are still in it. You know, that's fine. That's totally fine. But there's more of us now that are waking up than ever before. And that's what I'm most excited about. And by the time this airs in February, it'll be a different world. We will not be in the same world that we're in right now.
0: Exactly. And I, I think it's important to speak to that. And in fact, when I was on my run this morning, I was reflecting on that actually the most. And I was feeling like, you know, 12 weeks um, or 10 or 12 weeks, whatever have have passed. And and what has society gone through? um, I feel like the temptation for the people that didn't win and their fan base uh, is to step out of unity. If they were all for the democracy of, you know, let's all as a collective voice vote for who we want. I mean, that's democrat, that's democracy, you know, that's what they're standing for too. Um, and then to have a backlash or a, a negative response to the fact that they didn't get what they wanted, interesting, because that's anti-democracy. <laughs> it's kind of ironic, isn't it? Um, but that's kind of interesting. I think there's a temptation to fall into duality and, and separation. Because if they're standing for unity as a democracy, as, as, a, as a collective voice, then the shadow aspect of that is being challenged and saying, do you really stand for that? If you do stand for that, then you need to actually put positive energy into what's moving forward. And, and, and after I listened to what you had to say on your live feed, and then I did a little snippet on my live feed on talking about how the president or the leader of any country usually represents the majority of what's going on collectively in a country, um, then I actually was able to 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 say the words. You know, it's all if we understand that because we are a collective, we have to as leaders. We if we don't exercise compassion for the people that perhaps aren't as conscious and are standing anti unity. You know, like for instance. Um, if you've got people that are saying we're right and you're wrong, we're on this side and you're on that side in any, in any political argument, then they're really stepping out of unity. And so for me, the whole thing is about understanding that how we react to the choice is part of unity as well. We can actually feed it with positivity or we can feed it with our low vibrational negative thinking. Um, and then in doing so, we step out of unity and we step out of love, and we step out of compassion. Mm, that's our challenge. I think as leaders, that's our challenge, to not step out of unity, to not step out of love. Um, and not only that, but I was really interested because on my on my live feed, when I actually said what I had to say, and then I listened to Donald Trump's speech, the first thing he was talking about was unity. And I'm thinking, I actually said on my live feed, oh, you don't know whoever's listening, the president might be listening. Um, and I'm, you know, Whether he listened or not, I still said those words and we're all connected. So somehow the message I believe is of those positive energy and that positive um, intention of unity is actually feeding through. I really believe that, wholeheartedly believe that because I was like sitting there in the car just about to go into yoga was five to six. I had like five-minute window. The president's speech comes on, on, on. I started kind of tearing up thinking... The messages are getting through, guys. If we don't actually have faith that even presidents can change, things change, then that's when we start to step into fear, right, and feed it with fear. Hmm.
1: I'm going t- to, ch- to challenge a little bit of the whole languaging that we have right language. now around uh, this world because we're, we're bound by language. Language is how we communicate to one another, but it's also how we communicate from our conscious mind to our subconscious mind. If we're working in a world of duality and we really want to move to a world of unity, we need to change the way that we speak to one another and to ourselves. When you say leader, it means that there is something else. And we would say that word is a follower. Uh, There may be other words that you would use. The unity that we wish to receive in this world, we must let go of this idea of there being two, a leader and a follower. I'm not a leader anymore. And that was very hard for me to realize. And I'm still realizing as I'm saying these words right now, I've been a leader, recognized leader since I was 15 years old, you know, through high school, the leadership positions and then into management roles and then into many, many different leadership roles throughout my life. It's not the future, Michelle. It's not the future. For me, a leader still has this ego attachment to it, that I am in a different place to the people that I serve or that, I, that follow me. And really where I want, want to be in this world is to be a complete servant. We take, again, the way that the Indigenous people look at the way of land. Uh, They don't own land. They're custodians. They take care of Mother Earth. And this is where I feel that we must go to as well, is rather than I'm the leader and I will stand up, or even in a humble way, like I will lead, letting go of that and just being a servant. And this is the skill sets that I have. These are the skill sets that I will use. I'm not different than. I stand in solidarity with. And I bring that which I have the ability to bring. But I'm a servant. I'm just a servant. You imagine if Donald Trump stood up there and he was a servant for us all. Or Hillary Clinton was a servant for us all. Or this big corporation that I just finished working for two days ago. Billion dollar multinational corporation. Imagine if those leaders were servants of the people that were were there. And the people that were there were servants of everybody. And it wasn't this hierarchical top down, you work for me give me a pound of flesh, grind the money out of you. Or I'm up here, you're down there. It's just, it's not the way the future is for all of us to be equal. And even the idea of being a leader. And I'm not saying that it's a bad thing that we think that we're leaders. It's just that we need to let go of that. We need to stop thinking that we're different, that there's someone there and I'm over here and I'm going to lead you and follow me and get in that place where I have skills and I'm going to serve. If we can all be servants, we have, we have unity. We have a life of solidarity, of connection, of community. So, thank you for yeah, sharing what you've shared. That, that really helped
0: yeah, yeah, 100%. I think that's the reason why I set up enlightened conversations to be more like a conversation rather than an interview because I don't want to feel like I'm leading anything, really. I just feel, I just want to, I guess the way I look at the word leadership in an enlightened way is from the point of view of that we can hold space for that unity and that equality. Um, Longer than other people can, just at the moment, that changes every day. You know, every everybody can step up to that. All we're doing is holding space for it. We're just holding space for that vibration. That's it. Um, the vibration is all of us. So we're literally not disconnected from the whole in in that thinking. And I think as as if you like as non leaders in you know just as in the people, if we want to look at it like that, we can still be leaders. Um, in this um, example um, of of the election, in that, yeah, we might, be, we're not, we might not be ruling or making decisions or governing the United States. However, because we need to take responsibility for our energy and, and the energy that is that of unity as a collective, we need to be really conscious about what we're feeding it because it is actually we're creating it and so... We're creating the leaders, if you like, that are governing and making the decisions and perhaps not being servants and not holding space as much as, you know, being in that power and control, like we're creating that, we're feeding that. I, and I think that it's really, it takes a lot of enlightenment really to get that, because a lot of people just think that there are right and wrong decisions, that there are right and wrong people in leadership. Um, they they don't see that the or feel it's as important that the response that they have to what's going on it either feeds it and propels it forward or it actually um, transforms it. I think we have the power to transform leaders into servants actually that's probably my point <laughs> well,
1: what does enlightened mean
0: uh, uh, to you or to me as a
1: conversation (laughs) what do you reckon enlightened is let's let's brainstorm that
0: yeah absolutely for me i I feel like it's about being able to i i was actually doing a little reading the other day on what enlightened conversations you know reflects to me and i actually pulled a card and it was really interesting made me cry too because when i pulled the card it really reflected back at me exactly what i felt it meant um because google didn't help and wikipedia didn't um (laughs) insight wisdom yeah okay um (laughs) it was interesting i think i think one comment was to be to enlighten to be enlightened i mean (laughs) it's like but i pulled the card and it was on the third eye which is about seeing clearly and it was on forgiveness which is an interesting principle because for me forgiveness means that i'm able to see there. That there isn't anything really to judge in the first place. So for me, enlightenment is all about really being able to see what we were talking about before, that there isn't really the right and wrong, the duality, that there is, it's all good, that it's all serving the evolution of consciousness of humanity. And for me, so enlightenment is that process. And I, I actually believe everybody's on that journey, like everybody. Like, you know, um, I don't look at one person and go, well, you're not. On, on the journey of enlightenment because perhaps you're unconscious. That's, that's a load of crap. They're absolutely on the journey of enlightenment. Every single person is. So that's a quality for me, you know, that we're all on the journey. Even if they can't see it, I can still see it. So that, that for me is my enlightenment, my responsibility. I think that if we all saw that everybody was on that journey, that's why I wrote the Everyday Lightworker Bible because we're all actually in the forward of my book. I I actually say this book is dedicated to everybody. Nobody gets left out ever. And Mm. for me, that's really important that we're all on the journey. And the more that we see that, the more we can actually connect to heart space, get out of judgment of the head and actually really feel that we'll step into that vibration of holding space more because we're not in the fear and the judgment and the separation then. We're actually able to go, you know what, you're doing the best you can. Do your mate maybe a shitty decision that according to everybody else in the whole country, but you know what? (laughs) You're on your journey of enlightenment. Mm. That's, that's how, yeah, that's how I see it, which makes my life easy to be honest, (laughs) a lot easier than you're right. You're wrong. I'm going to fight. You're going to, you know, it's a lot easier. It's a lot more relaxed. It's a lot more heart space. It's a lot more compassion. It's a lot more love. Authentically. Authentically. How about you? Does it, do you have different ideas around enlightenment for you? Or
1: It's been a long journey trying to work it out, I tell you. <laughs> I don't have a fucking clue. I don't have a clue. I think the less I think about it, the easier it gets. That seems to be a part of it. Um, yeah, which is why I ask because I'm absolutely curious. Uh, I've spent 15 years trying to work it out, but this year has been really good. This year has been more experiential than ever before. I've had a lot of glimpses of, um, that unity, that bliss over the years, like through meditation and, uh, being with different indigenous cultures and with their people. But this year has been really big, um, again experientially like I went to Peru at the start of the year and worked with the shamans in Peru and we connected just after that yeah and that was really big and then uh, more recently I've been working with uh, some different shamans of the Hopi people so they're the Shipibo people in in Peru and then the Hopi people are more Arizona northern Mexico around there there's the four states and sort of in there and that's been really powerful as well but Yeah, working with a sort of a balance of insight. I like that you use that word straight up insight. All about, that's the whole thing about meditation, right? It's like going inside, feeling the sensations, you know, the passion of meditation from the Buddha I love, absolutely love. And it's about being in that present moment experience of feeling all things, getting past the thought patterns, getting past the mind and just being present with it all. And when I was working in um, Peru with the, the plant medicine ayahuasca, it was a totally different experience that through the journeys and I did a lot of ceremonies um, with some shamans there in an intense period, like a 10 day dieta drinking every night. And it just stacks and stacks and stacks and stacks. And by coming to the end of it, it's like as, as if there was a shell that is that ego, We talk about ego, right? That is like, I feel it's even like it's, it's physical energetic field that is created through polarity. Um, we know that like a bar magnet, a magnet has a positive and a negative, And it has, remember when you were a kid, the bar magnet had like the iron filings would like tracked around it. It's like that. Or the earth itself has the North and South pole. We know we have the, the energetic field around the earth. Well, the human body is the same. It has the, the masculine pole is the mind centered in the third eye. And the feminine is the, the body centered in the Dantian with the Chinese called Dantian, the gut, the two brains of the body, the mind and the gut. And then as an energetic field and that to me is what ego is, right? It's like this body mind connection that's created this energetic field. And when I was with the ayahuasca, it was as if I was cracking through this perception of the ego and all of the the baggage that was stuck in that field. Like uh, as if it was dark matter that was glued to what I was seeing through. And as an infinite conscious being, as I'm looking through that field to experience the outer world, which is all part of that greater field. I'm not a story, but this dark matter. I'm this. I'm that. And then it comes into the competitive natures. And as a a young, fit, strong man, this body that I've been given, uh, there was a lot of like, I'm better than energy. I'm stronger than you're lesser than. And this whole thing, I'm a leader and you're a follower and all of this, this, what we would traditionally call ego was there. And during the 10 day data, it was a lot of just dealing with that and not dealing with it in any other way than accepting that that was what was going on at that time. And it was very, very hard. It was very, very hard. But the last six months have been this dissolving of that dark matter, those thoughts and, and beliefs that was stuck in this energy field this ego and in the last few weeks this um this other medicines five meo dmt it's from the uh, a toad from the sonoran desert with the hopi people and it was same like ayahuasca is the dmt the spirit molecule but what this one's done is it's an intense moment rather than the ayahuasca is a slower it's like a four to five hour journey and it's medicine. I, I swear to you, it is medicine. It is healing, healing medicine. Like the Hopi people and the Shipibo people, they use it as medicine. It is brilliant. It helped me so much. It's like I eat some food every day, like goji berries. I eat goji berries every day, Michelle, because it's medicine. It helps me. You know, I eat a cow every day because it's medicine. It helps me. I eat avocado almost every day because it helps me. You know, It's a medicine. It's a plant. It's a, it's a medicine from, from earth, uh, even the toad. And this one was just an intense fracturing of the ego. So it was as if the consciousness of all that is shattered through the remaining parts of the ego. And I see this as where we are going, or where I'm going, who are we, that's a great question, but where I'm going is more to experience all of this as one moment, as one reality. The past and the future are just caught up in that body-mind complex you know, the body will decay. We know that that's just the way that the earth is. The mind will create, well, it will create future, but it will remember past, you know, and there is that linear line with the body mind complex with the ego. But this path of enlightenment to me that I'm experiencing more now than ever before is this experience that it's all one. And that oneness is a full acceptance and a full bliss. And it's exciting. It's exciting. And it's, it's tranquil, but it's energetic. Like being in the field is just like a rush, just this massive rush of energy. And it's just like white light bliss going boom, 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 boom. And then bringing it back in here, it's like, whoa, this is all that is. Oh my God. And seeing the patterns in the sunrise and the sunfall and the moonrise and the birds chirp and all of it as this one experience. It's beautiful. It's beautiful, which is why the fear for me is just melting away in my own being but i also see it in the world because this is what we're going through we're really moving into a place of dissolving that dark matter dissolving those thoughts and beliefs that are holding us from experiencing all as oneness as the Dao, as love so where i'm at currently i know you asked me in three months it'll be a whole different experience but that's that's where i'm at now and i, I wish for other people and I wish to experience more, but I wish for other people that are on this path to, to move into the experience of oneness. It's the, it's the future. It's bliss. It's love. It's, it's total acceptance. It's seeing you as me and being just grateful that we're all in this together.
0: Absolutely. I feel for me too, like my, my biggest, probably my biggest transformation um, into oneness was through a lot of Debbie Ford's work where she did the light, the dark side of the light chases. And she talked about how you integrate your shadow, like, you know, all parts of our personality, whether it's um, a high vibration or a lower vibration can have, it, have it, an extreme to it. And so it's, it's kind of like about being able to go into that, part of my personality, the dark matter isn't dark anymore because it's transformed. It's, you know, I've gotten the understanding, I've gotten the connection with that perhaps the dark aspect and understand what it's, how it's serving me and then how I can then serve better because I've integrated that aspect of myself, transformed the belief. Um, you know, I think that, that shadow aspects of our psyche are usually unintegrated aspects of the whole. And so when, when say, we come up against something that feels like ego or what have you, um, I, th- I think it's, for me, it's like the, even the word ego um, connotates a negative um, vibration. But for me, uh, I, I guess uh, parts of the self, I like to call them, um, that perhaps don't feel connected, um, always have the opportunity to feel connected when we're actually coming from a heart space from our higher self to talk to them to understand them, to get why they're here, what their purpose is in the unity principle. And so for me, um, I don't, my, my, my transformation um, into where, where I would say my heart space more has happened from more acceptance and love and understanding of different aspects of where these old beliefs came from, not so much, because I think that, even if my family of origin or a past life has presented those to me and I've taken them on, on some level, I needed to understand something else and I didn't yet. And that's why I had to have that experience. I, I, you know, perhaps I took on the belief by I'm not worthy or what have you, because someone treated me in a certain way in my past, like my family of origin or a past life or what have you, but I took that on. But the reason why I took that belief on was because I actually on some level hadn't really understood the part of me that doesn't feel worthy and why they don't and haven't understood how they're perhaps meant to be serving me So for instance, if I dived into that part of my, my psyche and I had a conversation with them from my higher self and asked them, well, why don't you feel worthy? And they might say, well, I just don't feel I'm good enough. And, and and if I said to them, well, what do you need? And, And they might say, I need to know that it's okay not to be perfect. Just say, for example, that's what they said. And I'm like, okay, so you need to know it's okay not to be perfect. You need to know it's okay for me to give you permission to be a human being. Absolutely. Let's go. I'm giving it to you. I'm I'm coming from my heart. I'm giving you that right now. Then they feel amazing, and then I, if I ask them, "Well, what's your gift to me?" They could say humility. Hello, I just cracked a nut of humility, so I don't step into better than. You know what I mean? Like that's the kind of interesting work that I feel comes from, like not even um, projecting negativity on the words. Like you're saying, like words are so powerful. And like not projecting the words, even on ego. A lot of people talk about ego. Um, I like that Skyhook song, Ego is Not a dirty Word, because it always reminds me that the shadow is not evil. The shadow is here to serve us. Everything is here to serve us. <laughs> so it's my little snapshot.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Good snapshot. I like it.
0: Yeah. So what's next for you? You're moving. I, that's an interesting thing because when I actually started talking to you, your your camera was literally moving, and I'm thinking, wow, Scotty's moving. So there's a lot of <laughs> change. There's a lot of change.
1: Yeah, it's
0: <laughs> the irony. Man. Hey. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I
1: don't know, man. I've given up, eh? i just given up. I surrender. I surrender. I've surrendered a lot of times in my life. Like, I've been on my knees just in surrender. And yeah. I left. Ah, oh, man! I got back to Australia a year and a half ago now, and I was like, "That's yeah. it! I'm done with travel." <laughs> I've been fucking around the world. 15 years of it, in and out of Australia, around the world. I, last trip I was in Canada for nine months. I was in cross India for six, and I was in Bali for two years, and then I was in Australia for a few years, and I was in America and Hawaii and Japan and Thailand. And man, I've been around the world, but haven't been to Europe. Europe's going to be fun. Whoa. I've always thought to... I'm going to bring something to Europe, and I don't know what it is yet. It may be a carnival of love. I'm looking forward to, like, a spiritual carnival. That's going to be fun. Well, but I got fun. back... Yeah, I got back a year and a half ago, and I was like, I'm going to settle into this. I want to, like, find find a piece of land up here, um, which is where I'm at at the moment, grow some food, just be be on the land. And that's still a big part of what I want to do. But there's... um. Yeah, there's a greater force that guides me, Michelle, and it guides all of us, guides all of us. Beyond this idea of what should be, there is the experience of what is. And I sort of say, uh, what will be will be, and what is is. And if I can just be in that experience and accept it all, then it's all good.
0: I love that. I love that. I love it when I ask people what they're doing and they don't know, because I feel like for me, That's the epitome of how I do my life. Um, When I used to be so severely organized, it was ridiculous, you know, and to the point where, you know, even like I was saying to you before we even started recording, oh, look, you know, thanks for kind of pulling all this together so quickly because originally when I thought I was gonna be live streaming the actual interviews, of course, that was like one a week over three months. It's not a lot of work, but then it's like Spirit had other ideas. (laughs) Okay, then I'll just record three months worth in two weeks. Um, <laughs> and I think, yeah, to be in that place of surrender and joy still, I think that is cool. And I reckon, like, when that happens, though, I think it's like, anything's possible. Kind of, that's the big adventure. It becomes really fun because it's like, holy crap, okay, so I was going to be doing that for three months, but I'm not now. I'm, what will I be doing? <laughs> okay. Mm, okay. I don't know. Bingo,
1: snap on that. I mean, uh, I don't know, the greatest joy is to be in surrender and just be an instrument, you know? Like, if we really are just a vibrational frequency, then music is who we are. And what music tune will I play? Like, I've always had this interesting experience with music in that I play all these different instruments. I play guitar, I love to sing, I play didgeridoo, I play flute, I play percussion. You know, I can tap away on a a keyboard if I need to. Like, I'll pick something up and I'll make a sound out of it. I don't even mind. And yet I've never, I've always been, oh, maybe if I just focus on that guitar, I'd get really good at that guitar. But for me, music is just an experience. And in surrender, it's like the true instrument can blow through me. You know, if I was a flute, if this being is a flute and love is going to blow through this instrument and make the sound that comes out of this instrument, it's about letting this instrument be as, as as in tune as possible. Therefore, I take care of my body and I eat great food and I exercise and I do lots of yoga and I go dancing and I do all those things that are great for me. I look after my mind. I meditate. I be in a place of peace and tranquility as much as possible. I tune the instrument and then I get out of the way. Then I surrender and I let the, the orchestra, I let divine source, that conscious that I am, play this instrument and let it be whatever it is. And that's really where I'm at now, Michelle, is just – this mind is too small to create what it is that this world needs from this being it cannot comprehend what it is that needs to come out of this and for me letting go and the more that i've done it and just accepted and trusted and surrendered to what is the more bliss and at the end of the day that's why i'm here i'm here to be bliss to be love to yeah. experience that that's it that's that's nothing nothing more nothing less so now it's just okay. letting go Sorry.
0: Yeah. So, I get so excited listening to you talking in that way because I know that when you're in that level of open-mindedness, seriously, anything is possible. It's like it's it's a freaking invitation to spirit, isn't it? It's like, hey, guys, guess what? I am capable of anything because I'm in complete surrender. How does that sound? And yeah. then they're like, oh, buddy, yay. <laughs>
1: I tell you, it's where the most fun has been for me. You know, it's, uh, I, I, for years, I called myself a spiritual adventurer. One, because I was an adventure guide. Like, I just went to nature and took people to nature. And then my whole journey was about working out who the fuck I am. <laughs> what is this? And so, I was, but that's it for me. It's like, it's a spiritual adventure. I just let go and let God, as Wayne Dyer likes to say, used to say, uh, still does in his books and his works. Love that man. But that's where I'm at. So what's happened in the last few weeks has been very fascinating. Um, well, last six months, last six years, but uh, getting back to Australia and then sort of taking time away from everything that I was doing with the tribes united. Obviously, I was, had a bit of an idea there—an idea around um, we've got to get back to, we've got to get back to nature. We have to reunite as a people. We've got to get back to the land, and I know that to be true. Uh, but then after Peru, all this ego stuff came up, and I realised I had a lot of this uh, identity that needed to be dissolved. And so I took refuge into the bush here where I am. I'm sitting on eight acres up in Tullabudra Valley in Queensland, uh, just hiding away and meditating and doing lots of yoga and looking after myself. And I, I got a real job, Michelle, my first real job ever. I went to the corporate world and I spent four months working in the corporate world. It was first, I was just like, I need some money. I spent all my money and sales has been something that I've been really passionate about for a long time. I tell myself, About 15 years ago, if I can sell anything, I'm going to sell happiness. And so I started selling happiness. I'm very good at selling happiness. Be it and then present it to others. And if they like it, they'll take it. So that's what I've been doing. But then I went and I worked for this travel company and I started doing sales for this travel company. Long story short, six weeks into it, I've come off the sales floor and I'm now managing a team of 30 salespeople. Uh, Smashed all the targets, showed this company a whole nother way of, of doing things. And that was to bring love to the people and help them feel good. Like you need two skill sets in any endeavor, but sales is on the, the real, the, the knife edge of that is that we need skills and we need self belief or self love. So we need to feel fantastic, amazing, and we need to have the skill sets that allow us to, uh, to do the job. And so in sales, you need to be able to close, you need to be able to handle objections, you need to be able to do all these things. But at the same time, You need to feel amazing. You need to feel great, especially when you're selling a product like travel. Get excited! You're going on holidays. It's fantastic. So all I did was I really focused on both of them at the same time, but I really put a heavy weight on love consciousness. And they were all about it. They're like, "Fuck! Who are you? Where did you come from?" And I told them who I was and what I what I've been through in my life. And they're like, "We've never seen anything like you." In the corporate world, it's very different. You know, it's like suit and tie and you know straight lines. And I'm just being myself and hugging people and loving life. And so then I had an opportunity to. to sit with the, the CEO and uh, talk about what I believe is is a new way of being. And that is what, I, what I've been calling the love economy. And that if you increase love, you'll increase every other metric in the world. And for them, it's all about money. You know, it's the, the dollar. It's My whole job was to write numbers on the board, how much money we made in a day. And we were making a lot of money each day for this company, but the people were being paid very poorly. Uh, I was one of those being paid very poorly. And it just, it was not, It was a lovely environment. The people were really nice, but it was all focused on money. And there's a lot of stress around that. And so I went through this stage of pitching the CEO and not even pitching, but brainstorming with the CEO about creating a new role, uh, which I was entitling the well-being officer. And I I had this this vision that I could bring more love into this corporate environment and then perhaps create training and coaching uh, and programs that then could be leveraged into other organizations and help love to be infused into what is a decaying environment. Uh, We were a call center, you know, big call center. And the environment there in the corporate world and the sales environment is very much about pound of flesh, you know, give me me what you got. And I thought maybe if I can bring more love, I can help people from the inside of that decaying system. At the same time, it was a four-week process. The last four weeks have been negotiating and brainstorming and trying to work this out. At the same time, a, a dear friend of mine in Bali who took me to Bali years ago, a uh, beautiful man named John Abbott, he, uh, the Abbott himself. He and I had been talking about coming in partnership again and working to help thought leaders, wisdom keepers, get out into the world and reach more people. And so it was very much a grassroots movement of taking uh, leaders that already have great followings, you know, uh, people that have, are highly respected, that are, that are teachers already in their own right, and helping them with the skill sets that we have and being in service to them to get their, their words out there, their messages around the physical health, the emotional health, the spiritual world, community, getting back to nature, back into a unified force where we support each other and we work in love. And it's been this back and forth, it's like, okay, do I help transform the beast from within, you know, get inside that corporate world and help to, to change that? Or do I go out to the grassroots level and help the people on the, on the battlefield of life? you know, connect into love and and be that example of of who we are as beautiful light beings, light workers. So it was back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And just this week, like two days ago, it's Friday now, two days ago, uh, the decision was made. It was like, I sat with the the corporate and I sat with John and and another uh, potential partner uh, in that. And it was like, all right, Scotty, which way is it going to go? And I just fully surrendered into it. And the moment collapsed in on itself. I said, thank you to the decaying world and goodbye. I walked away from the corporate world. Uh, And now I'm in the the full surrender. I am a free being. Uh, I have no attachment to anything, to money, to outcome, to nothing. I've surrendered myself to uh, the universe, I guess. And I made that very clear to John. I said, I'm a servant. I am a servant. You just guide me and the great spirit will guide me. And whatever happens, happens. I don't need anything. I got fresh air. I got some water. I eat very simple. I live very simple. And now it's just about going wherever it is that needs to be gone. So the idea of this having to be something is nothing at all. And it's just wherever I can serve to be that example of love and to help people with the skill sets that I have acquired. Uh, Obviously one of them is the gift of oration. I don't know why I can open my mouth and words come through. It's just, that's how it is. So I'll use that skill. Um, Now it's wherever I have to be. And so I have to be in Bali. So I'm going to get on a plane in the next few days. I'm packing up here in this beautiful home. Uh, and I'm heading to Bali from there I'd like to go to America uh, I'd like to be the, the one year is coming Michelle this is the nine year now right like we're, we're finishing up yeah. the last nine years of our evolution 2016 216 is nine so 111 January 1st 2017 I, I would like to be in Dakota uh, with my my relations there in Dakota I used to live in America uh, I spent a lot of time with the indigenous people there the indigenous grandmothers welcomed me in nine years ago at the start of this journey. Uh, they welcomed me in. I sat in circle uh, for three days with 13 indigenous grandmothers. There's 12. In fact, one was missing. I seem to be the 13th in that. Uh, and they invited me into their ways. So I'm going to head to Dakota. I want to sit with the relations in Dakota. I want to connect in with that spirit energy to bring in the new one year. And then from there, I'll probably come back to Australia and I'll see what's next. Where must I serve? I don't know. I'm okay with wherever.
0: So, I yeah, big transition. Yeah. Transition. Yeah, it totally is. Uh, and I, I just kind of get this vision that, um, you know, like you went through all that process, like you, you know, and then out of the blue, I contact you and you go, I go, hey, do you want to be? Because I've usually had people contacting me to be on the show, but I just felt really strongly I wanted you to be on the show. And I think that's really interesting because I feel like your decision-making process, because that's what I stand for, is I really want to connect to the space holders, if you like, or leaders, however we want to, enlightened leaders, I think are space holders. So with those people that can hold the space that you're talking about um, and who can role model it, I, I mean, that's actually the point of this show is that we can have these kind of conversations and that the people that are in those perhaps in the decaying systems, actually look at it and go, that's what we need. Because I'm absolutely certain that there are more evolved people than the current leaders in most corporations. And if the leaders don't start understanding that and start to enlighten themselves, then what's going to happen is they're going to create resistance, they're going to create they're going to create resentment. They're going to create people that are unmotivated in their, in their actual company as well. And then that actually leads to lack of money flow, um, either for the person who's working there or for the actual organisation. Either way, there's a high turnover of productivity. There's not a lot of love. There's not a lot of expansion. The change doesn't come from within the system then. And usually the leaders will get probably, um, I, I've seen it, I've seen it, they will get retrenched, they will get made redundant, their positions will be no longer or they get, you know, um, there's some way they moved on or put onto a project or something like that out of the way. And so I believe like leaders t- traditionally in management positions in big corporations and things like that, it's a big wake-up call for them right now. And if they don't start listening, the writing is really on the wall as to what's going to happen for them. Because it is not um, an if, but it is a when. The, with as you're saying, changing things from within the system starts to occur. Actually took a real job with child safety for five years um, and wrote seven books. So remained sane within that. But, um, For me, it was really interesting to see the level of psychic, intuitive, enlightened abilities that so many of those employees had, the management just perhaps couldn't, not that they couldn't see it, perhaps perhaps their uplines couldn't see it, but they just couldn't manage it. And that's really interesting because there were skills lost. There was opportunities lost. I saw it all happening and unfolding before my eyes. I know exactly what you're talking about. I was a peer support officer. I volunteered within the organisation to support my peers because I could and I did the training that they offered and then that training was slashed as well. So I saw all that happen and I experienced it myself. Um, And I can really um, relate to what you're saying. I think at the the very bottom of it, Scotty, it is at any juncture, any moment in time, the decisions that we make as in terms of holding that space is very much one of surrender, spirit, what do you want me to do in this situation right now like you encountered in that meeting with, you know, that you could feel it, the dive in energy, you felt it and you were like, okay. And the step that we need to make for our enlightenment next that's it. Because if we're in surrender and we know the step that we're being called to make, whether that's to exit or to stay, that's all we need to do. Because I feel like that never stops. With leaders, that never stops either. You are faced with an employee and you if you cannot read that situation or that team, what they need to step up, what's needed here, then it's not the business that has the problem it's that the actual leadership that has that has the problem so very passionate about this topic Scotty
1: <laughs> I can tell I can tell
0: <laughs> yeah. so and yeah I just find it really interesting that you make that decision you get a call you're on the program and you know it's just
1: <laughs> yeah thank you for asking me and this is the first, like, I've started having meetings now. Had two really great meetings yesterday. Yesterday was, my, my first day of not going to the office, which was rad. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm literally sitting in a Bali hut overlooking a swimming pool and my home overlooking the ocean. And working from here now, like, working. Fuck working. Excuse my language. I'm going to swear a lot. You'll get over it. Fuck working. Like, <laughs> this is love. This is just the experience of love. And... I'm looking forward to the days ahead. I see us having some hard days ahead, Michelle. Like there's going to be the next nine years is not going to be the easiest nine years for us, but the last nine years hasn't been easy. Let's be honest. It hasn't been easy, but it's been amazing. It's been amazing. And this next nine years, it won't be easy, but it will be amazing. It will be really beautiful.
0: Someone said that to me, or they put a post on their thing that the last nine years have been, you know, challenging, blah, blah, blah. But I've had a really good nine years. Um, okay, yeah, ups and downs, whatever, but so good. And I'm just putting my order in for another freaking awesome nine years. Um, I think know. that you get to a point where it's not this anymore and you're doing more this. And for me, the last nine years have been more this, whereas I would say the nine years prior was a lot of that. Yeah. Um, but that's okay, you know, carving it all out and really yeah. just, yeah, being consistent, turning up, you know, surrendering. That's all you re- yeah,
1: that's that's sine wave, right? That's what we call it in um, physics. Yeah, that's sine wave. That's the positive and the negative moving around. Yes. The mentality. It's the positive. So as you said, like the nine years before was like this. And now this one's like this. Eventually, it'll be like this. Yes. It'll just be exactly. unity. It won't have to be so much of the up and down. But I, I don't know. Maybe that's the whole point of being here. Like this is a playground. This is a real playground. And to have the hot and cold, the night and day, the you and me you know, the connecting in this way of you're over there, I'm over here. Perhaps that's the whole purpose that we're here is just to be in this great experience of polarity of you're there and I'm here. And wow, look at these senses that we've got to experience of each other because in the unity, it's just boom, bliss. You know, it's just white light bliss. And it's just, wow, everything's expansive and amazing, which is amazing, right? It's expansive and amazing. But now it's a boom, we come into here and we have these relations and we're relating in this way. So perhaps this up and down should always be there, but without yeah. the attack that it is a right and a wrong. You know, I've got to be up here and that's the good spot. Oh, no, no, I don't want to be down here. Quick, turn around. It's just yeah. accepting it, it is as it is. And for me, I, I, I reckon that, yeah, the next that.
0: Definitely, yeah, for myself. Because it's like, yeah, those moments are happening, but you're in the middle so that, yeah, that's exactly what it's like. Because I, I do see it and I see it all around me. And people are doing that, but I'm here. So I'm in the duality, but I'm, yeah, I'm not attached to it. Yeah. Like I'm sort of in it and I'm going, Oh wow, this is really interesting. You know, watching it like a movie, Um, but still in the bliss. So there's, yeah, it's like, I think the unity principle allows clarity ironic.
1: (laughs) In in Kung Fu, I, I studied martial arts since I was 10 years old. I still study now. I love martial art and you know, I speak Japanese. I used to live in Japan. I love martial art. In the uh, Chinese philosophy, which is Japanese is based off, uh, they have the, the yin yang. Yeah, we spoke about this before. And the yin yang has the, the, the yin is the receiving. Uh, so in Kung Fu, the yin would be like a block. And the, the yang is a strike. It's the, it's the masculine, the, the dominant. So you'd have yin, yang. So if, we were, if you and I were fighting right now and you would strike me, I would yin and I would yang. Then there's one more, which is the circle around the yin-yang. Yeah, the circle. Uh, I'm trying to remember how we say it in Chinese. Lin sil dar. I think it is. Lin sil Yeah, there you go. Beautiful. So that circle around the outside.
0: I thought show my logo because it's got everything in it.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's beautiful that's also a spiral moving up, which is what the Dao the is doing. It's spiraling. Everything's spiraling. So the, uh, yeah. the, the circle around the outside is the ultimate in Kung Fu. So that if, if, say, you were to strike, I would block and strike at the same time. So I could deflect your strike, say, with my arm while striking you at the same time. That's, that's uh-huh. the circle. So that's the yeah. experience of the yin-yang at the same time. And that to me is where we're going right now. So we will experience the yin yang, but we will come from the circle. We will be in the unity. We will experience all of the yin yang rather than going yin yang, yin yang. Yes, no good, bad, wrong, right. We're on the outside of that experiencing The, the, the whole experience at once and just being in awe of the yin yang, the night, day, the left, right, the good, bad, that experience by being that Lindsay, I'm sure it's, linsil linsil da. i think it's that i have to I have to research that it's been a while since i said that word but that's i believe awesome. that's where we're heading yeah oh
0: i love that i think on that note we might finish and leave everybody with that beautiful um, amazing picture of um you know all encompassing duality polarity oneness the whole thing because at the end of the day it's all good and it all serves us isn't it and um just 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 to um Let people know where they can find you,
1: Scotty. The only place that I will be active anywhere at this stage is on Facebook. Uh, If I feel called to make any more media, uh, you'll see me in the media. But otherwise, you can find me on Facebook, Scotty Z, uh, Scotty with a Y-Z-E. My surname's on there, Mortimer, but just put Scotty Z and you'll find me. And otherwise, yeah, hopefully um, I'll see you again soon, Michelle. I really appreciate this. This It's been really fun just to get to brainstorm and have a conversation about what we're both passionate about and for absolutely. everyone that has, that has had a listen yeah, today. Yeah,
0: yeah well, thanks. I hope that um, you're around for the, um, you know, for the opportunity to do a Q and A and I'm sure well, I will check in with you close to the time to make sure yeah, we we'll sure. organize that. But, you know, that would be the hope is that we could do a live feed and anybody that has any questions can, can um, contact us and we can, um, yeah just be available to hold space for them I'd love that opportunity so we'll just see what what spirit is feeling for you at the time I guess
1: I'm easy I, as long as I have a mobile phone and an internet connection I'm easy I'm ready to exactly.
0: go yeah exactly well I'm actually not live streaming the um, guests in for that because of a bandwidth thing so yeah. it's a call-in thing so that, that's even right. easier for you easy. because you can just easy. call in so Sweet. Sounds like a plan. All right. Well, Scotty, thank you so much for joining me. I've really enjoyed it. It has been phenomenally enlightening and I love that because it's always like for me, this show is about me turning up to continue my enlightenment and you've done a fantastic job. So thank you so much. Cheers.
1: You're beautiful. Love you very much.